0: Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to once again another edition of your program Madrasa on E. Developing Islam in me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along special guest in studio none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Do note that you know the drill read. You can send through your questions on our WhatsApp number on 072. Alternatively sent through an SMS to 47913 We're heading into our first segment and that is Knowing My Lord and also just a reminder that the technician on duty is none other than Nazim Peterson I'm handing over to Sheikh Inshallah because time runs out very easily time is of the essence here in this program so Inshallah Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped last and that is yesterday in our first segment being Knowing My Lord Sheikh Assalamualaikum and Bismillah.
1: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. shukran the great favors that we have been bestowed upon us. May Allah grant us be grant to be worthy of those great favors of Alhamdulillah um before we actually start with the segment, yes I just reminded my introduction, Bima wa bima wa Assalamualaikum to all our listeners out there. Alhamdulillah Allow me, we are busy in the first, first segment knowing my Lord But as we say, we normally start with making du'a So let us put our hands all together And we make du'a inshallah and ask Allah to guide us and to be able to grant us to benefit from what Allah Taala grants us, and that we may be able to benefit in the information to the extent of implementation, and being granted pardon of Allah Taala. ان انت انت الله تذ اللهم امين امين يا رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والأقبة للمتقين والجنة للموحدين ولا عدوان الا على الظالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم جأننا من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسن اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطل وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا جعلهم ملتبسا علينا فنضل يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa Ashabihi wa Barik wa Sallim Subahana Rabbika Rabbil Azizati amma yasifun Wasalamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil adamin Alhamdulillah, MashaAllah um, We've been yesterday in the segment of Knowing My Lord We were dealing on the subject matter of knowing the Uluhiya of Allah Now, yes people, um, just that reminder of the word Uruhiyyah Uruhiyyah is all about my obedience or my response to the command of Allah If Allah gives me a command, if Allah instructs me, if Allah orders me I need to be able to respond to that and that is worshipping My response, my positive response To Allah in Allah's command, in Allah's advice, in Allah's uh, uh, abstain, when Allah prevents me Then I need to respond and that response is called my uluhiya And that is what I call the worshipping Because because worshipping is all giving unto Allah the right that belongs to Allah And that is what worshipping is all about We recognize Allah in Allah's powers and might and he's deserving of being worshipped, and you and I are worshipping Allah when we execute the advice of Allah or the guidance of Allah, the instruction of Allah. So if the adhan goes and we make salah, then we are doing worshipping to Allah. The worshipping means not the making salah. Making salah is part of the worship, but the, with the words, the uluhiya to Allah is the fact that Allah has commanded, and we are ready to implement that command, right? So may Allah grant us to come to understand the importance of Uluhiyya. We've seen that Uluhiyya Allah has given to everybody of all the other Umam before. It changes in its command, to command, to time and to place as Allah wants it to do. Now some of them Allah has informed us about many places. And some of them Allah has preferred not to inform us. Because it, was, it doesn't make us... What Allah has informed us in the Quran... About the various ambiyah and their things that they went through And the challenges Allah has put onto them And the commands Allah has given them And the the way they expose themselves Allah shows us the positivity of those people Who for that matter when Allah gave them the command They were prepared to obey And what will be the reward for them May Allah protect all of us right, And grant us to be of those who wants to be able to be the same Be righteous Muslimin To see that we execute the uluhiyah of Allah With understanding to the best of our ability InshaAllah Now yesterday um, We went into this portion And we said we were discussing for you some of the Anbiya And we happened to have discussed the Some part of the life of Nabi Yusuf Sorry for that we said in in the, uh, the issue of Nabi Yusuf, Allah has given him major challenges. We went to the challenges of the fact that he was born a young boy and at a very young age already been challenged with the fact that he had brothers who for that matter saw him as a challenge in their life and found that they weren't happy with the fact that his dad was giving him X amount of praise and honor and respect more than what they were given Subhanak wa hawlulak wa billah And so A sense of malice came into their hearts Shaitan filled their hearts with negativity Failed their hearts to, for corruption and destruction And filled them with so much of malice Which was not really true It's all the work of shaitan to want to break down But Allah has allowed it to happen So that we can learn the lesson thereby and what we see happened to Nabi Yusuf His brothers then said to his father That why don't you allow him to play with us Why can't he go out and play with us And the father then gave permission of the, the request The father then expected something to happen Because somehow Allah has informed him That something was going to happen to his son And he said that I'm afraid if I allow him to go That you people will be negligent on him And most probably the, the, the wolf will eat him up but like the norm of human beings, if you give them an error or a mistake, or you give them a, a, a reason to find an excuse for what they're going to do, they're going to use your excuse. And exactly what Allah tells shows us. So the sons used the excuse. They took, they, when they took him away, they intended to kill him. They came then to the finality that they're not going to kill him. They're going to throw him into the well. Then they took his shirt and they took a bird and killed the bird. And put the blood of the bird onto the shirt and tear the shirt apart And then went to the father and said to the father, the wolf devoured him The wolf killed him And the, the blood stains still on on, on, on on his shirt that he has Subhanak la hawla illa billah This is all the understanding of what, how Allah put Nabi Yusuf through We said he has been in the, in, in the well there without the shed obviously, the whole night through, the next morning somebody came and took him out of the well. They took him as a slave, they took him off to a far land, distant land, and there they sold him at the market. And he was sold to uh, one of the, the main people of the country where he went, and that was in a place called Egypt at that time. And in Egypt where he was sold to this person, this person took him as a a uh, uh, son said to his wife That he seems to be a very intelligent Boy given the position of being A s- child in this house He was now still a, a servant boy in, in the house He assisted wherever he could Until the moment that he became mukallaf. and when he became mukallaf, And the, his beauty and uh, uh, His youth come, came forth So Subhanak He lived such a handsome young man That this young lady fell in love With him
0: we are in the program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me in our first segment, and that is Knowing My Lord, the voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. The time has just reached 20 past 2. And We break for ads, and when we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. Join one of Cash and carry for similar prices. Crown cooking oil equates 15 Rand 99 per liter, 4 liter for 63 Rand 99. Crown parboiled rice 10 kg, 79 Rand 99. Omo auto washing party equates 19 Rand 99 per kg, 3 kg, 59 Rand 99. Price is valid till 8th March 2017. Mighty Meal Pies manufacturers of halal quality affordable pies with no added preservatives. Our range consists of pepper steak, steak and kidney, the famous tikka chicken, chicken and mushroom, mutton curry, as well as our gourmet sausage rolls. Mighty meal pies available at leading retailers and superettes. Traders are also welcome. Find us at Unit 3 Pollock Street, Lansdowne, Industria or call us on 021-761-2550. We sell wholesale to the public. Our meat is hand cut and we use A-grade meat, mighty meal pies, tasty on pastry, mighty on meat.
2: Dear Allah, I may not have a mommy any longer, but
3: I have you. Please help me to also get a uniform and stationary for school.
2: When you're in a position to help this child, be happy. Because Allah is about to answer His prayer through you. Support Islamic Relief's back-to-school campaign and make a difference in the life of a child today. Call 0800-111-898 or visit islamicrelief.org.za Islamic Relief, ready to answer the call. <laughs> of empowering humanity 30 years of inspiring and educating 30 years of providing dignity 30 years of making a difference africa muslims agency commemorates 30 years and we thank you for alleviating the plight of the needy since 1987 africa muslims agency inspiring the spirit of giving. My radio station, your radio
3: station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape.
2: Madrasa
3: on A.
0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to Madrasa on E, Developing Islam in Me. If you have just joined in, then Alaikum to you and shukran for tuning in. Do know that you can send through your questions on O seven two. 2380712, alternatively sent through an SMS to 47913. You have not missed much if you just tuned in. We are still in our first segment, being knowing my Lord. And just before this, she was doing a recap on where she stopped yesterday. Pana Sheik, Bismillah.
1: Shukran, for that auntie Yasmina. Um, and just before the break, we were speaking about what happened to Nabi Yusuf. And how Allah has challenged him and how this young lady, the lady of the house has fell in love with Nabi Yusuf And Allah has planned it as such as being part of the challenges of Nabi Yusuf But as a a challenge for Nabi Yusuf in his time At the same time a challenge for every young man and young lady A challenge for every young and old Whom Allah challenges when Allah grants us the exposure of Of sexuality and then it's been given everybody gets this challenge everybody nobody's exempted but it differs from person to person different aspects of it it's been dealt with given to us by Allah and we need to be able to recognize when the challenge comes this is a challenge of Allah and we need to see what is it Allah has commanded us and how am I gonna handle myself Against this challenge so that I can come become successful Whatever the challenge is against me. Ya Rabbi, may Allah oh grant us and barakah O Allah, we are weak. We have many errors. We have faults. We have shortcomings We beg you guide us to what is best for our dunya and best for our akhira. Oh Allah, we are weak and without your power and without your strength. We might fall prey again to shaitan now billah, may Allah protect all of us. And so yeah, Allah has challenges Nabi Ibrahim I mean, Nabi, Isma, Nabi Yusuf not challenges him with the fact that he he lives now in the house of a beautiful young lady who has status and position. and he is a handsome young man and she sees this and she he lives with her every day. and he then she then offers him the opportunity and it so happens that as as a servant boy he he, he responds, not in directly responds to her, command as my, 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 my Lordship, she answers me and I, I fulfill whatever she wants until she actually takes him into the doors and close the doors behind him where he now is in a situation where she offers herself to him and his normality as any young man felt that he wanted to react and wanted to interact and subhanak allah informs us that allah has protected him preserved him away for kept him away from the work of shaitan and allowed him to be able to enter the path of allah ta'ala in submission to allah in recognizing it is not right for me to just to um, i'm 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 doing an injustice because i am going to interact with somebody who i'm not married and it's not befitting. It's not, it's inhumane. It's wrong. It's sin. I may not allow myself to interact with the opposite sex. It's absolutely haram. It's not permissible. Never ever. Number one. So this is the work of Shaitan. He immediately decides this is the work of Shaitan. Secondly, the person who's actually doing this to me is my lo- the, the the my boss or my lord's uh, 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 wife. The wife of the. The uh, the 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 great uh, uh, the, the man who actually brought him over from, from the, where he was as a slave and to, wanted to take him as a child. How fear was it of him going to allow himself to go into that? So these, the, the one work of shaitan wants to open up to him the door of the action. But also secondly, the position that he is in, that he holds in that house. As here he has the freedom of a house who cares for him. A person who is in charge has bought him, for, granted him his freedom, and this person has granted him the opportunity to stay in the house. And the now he stays in the house and he's going to abuse the right of this house. But this is all part of Allah's decree for, as a test on him, on the role of when you are in a household and people are treating you with respect and decency, and they give unto you and they allow you to get get. And benefit from that, it is indecent or against the law of Allah that you do it as you want and when you feel without having to follow instructions and guidance, that's for all of us. So when we are going going into the house of anybody that's not ours, we are in the presence, living under the roof of somebody else or in a presence dealing with being granted like in islam or like the other adian the rule of allah as part of the uluhiya for those people the uluhiya for them the command of their lord unto them that they do not interact with the neighbor's wife if that person is your neighbor she's been given the honor to stay right next to you the man next to you is allowing his family to be next to you and you are the neighbor of that person as a male you may not interfere, it is against the rule of Allah through all the Anbiya. It's part of the uluhiyah. it's part of the up of, of, of today, up till this very day. It's part of the uluhiyah for us. That no man may ever interfere in the house of the neighbor. Your duty as a man, is that you must be strong enough to preserve yourself, to, be, to contain yourself in the fact that Allah has given that to your neighbor. Na- you keep your eyes away from whatever there is in that family. You keep your mind and your heart and your yourself away. Do not interact and go there and, inter- and get to the extent where you do negative things and wrongful things. But unfortunately, this is what shaitan invites mankind to. So he offers us all this. Yeah, Nabi Izu Yusuf was given this opportunity. To live in the house of this person. So he realized that he was going to violate the law of Allah. Number one, where shaitan is going to offer him to be able to go into this. The issue of uh, having to have intimacy with this woman. From the very fact that he's doing it as a haram process. He's not married to this woman. And secondly, this woman happens to be the mother of the house. And he's now staying in this house. Subhanak, And he's been given all the luxuries that the ever is with a person, subhanak. And having to be able to enjoy all this, he realized, wow, this is great. And he jumped up and he ran. But now obviously he was in a room and he ran around, and she ran after him. And as she ran after him, she grabbed him and she pulled at him. And as she pulled at him, she teared his clothing. And the cold clothing now is t- t- tattered and torn. And it so happens at that time, while he was doing this that the master of his, who brought him, gave him his freedom and allow him to stay in the house, now enters the door and enters that moment, uh, lo- unlocks the door and opens it up and here he is in front of this person. The person sees him. At that moment, his wife, the wife says to the, to the master, what do you think of a slave? He comes and he wants to be able to affect, to, to, to harm to your wife. At first he believed his wife, he wanted to be able to, 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 to accept the fact that yes, it's a slave that does this. But then some family member of his, of her came around and the story went into what is that? And there was a man tried to find some, the master tried to find some solution to this, how do I deal with this? This, this person who came As a family member of the wife Who came and looked around and found Whatever was happening and tried to look in, into the the, the the case, see what he found isn't he? And he says this isn't pra- uh, Proves that shows around And he says, if it ought to be That She has been t- tattered and torn In her clothing And It was teared in a certain Place Then obviously one could draw the conclusion that he's guilty and she's a free woman and she's 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 free from it but if it is the other way around and that the clothing has been teared from his side and not from her side and and, and especially when it is from behind him then it's all proof that he was the the, the, the free person and she's the guilty woman he draws this conclusion and that went out and the husband then saw this, realizes, and he pardoned her. And when he pardoned her, he gave her so so to say, I can understand what has happened because seeing this young man now you and I must understand the world's best Ever handsome man that there was on this dunya the most handsome of all the handsome men ever all the men that ever was handsome and ever is going to be handsome together you put them they are not yet the beauty and the wonder and the handsomeness of Nabi Yusuf Subhanak. so here this woman lives with this person in her house the master pardons her he pardons her but then the story goes around into the area and It now becomes the talk of the town And when it becomes the talk of the town um, The woman of the town, at it's normal, it's what people are like They hear stories and they soon to be able to react And they react and Allah tells us this, And in the reaction, when they reacted she felt so uncomfortable, she thought, let me invite you, let me show you really what it is. She gave them all an invitation, and they came to, to be able to sit in there. But the sad thing, it's not a sheer simple invitation. It's an invitation that is now adding to the more uncomfort of Nabi Yusuf. So she, she the, 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 the mistress or the lady, the, the master's wife, invites everybody of the ladies of the town to come forward. And they come in. And when they come and she offers them something to be able to cut certain leaves of, 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 of some fruit or, or, or food. And she offers him the knife to do the cutting. And when she does that, and everybody's busy with their cutting, she sets Nabi Yusuf free in their presence. She calls upon him and she asks of him to come in. And when he walks in, They all stay in total amazement, shocked, amazed at the sight, can't imagine, subhanak, is this it? And looking at this, they were busy cutting, Allah described to us in the Holy Quran, the extent of what happened, that they actually all cut their fingers, the sight for the beauty of Nabi Yusuf was to such an extent, that it became a fitna to all ladies. When Nabi, Ibn, Nabi Yusuf found this And she then used this against all the ladies By saying to them, what has happened? Nabi Yusuf spoke to Allah And pleaded to Allah And now it became such an unfortunate thing Nabi Yusuf asked Allah Oh Allah, do not make me a fitna for the ladies Do not make me a fitna amongst the ladies Because uh, for what does the, 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 the master's wife has done now She has just exposed me furthermore she's opened me up unto everybody He made my life more hell, more uncomfortable And he begged of Allah, he says Allah for me to enjoy jail And the difficult imprisonment would be better for me Than to be able to be a free man To walk around with anything And then judgment was passed against Nabi Yusuf Having to blame him for this, that and the other Unfairly was he blamed and he was put into jail But as his decree, wish and desire was And Allah's decree for him, he was put into jail and when Nabi Yusuf was put into jail, it so happened that there was other people that was put into jail as well. And Allah made him a wise man. And part of the challenges Allah has given him is to be able that Allah's given him insight of dreams. And as it is the two young men that was also jailed at that time, they were both people working for the king. They were the, 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 the slaves working for the king or the... And as they were working for him, it so happened that um, they were both s- sentenced and they were supposed to be left into jail. But they had a dream. Both of them had, to, the, both of them had to, the two of them had dreams. And when they were, when it came to daytime and they realized they had a dream in the night, the morning they spoke to Nabi Yusuf, they said to him, Yusuf, we see that you're a good ma- person. <coughs> Sorry for that. Could you tell us what the meaning is of the streams? The one told Nabi Yusuf his dream. And he told Nabi Yusuf how he was busy having to serve uh, uh, go, uh, what, what is wine in their time. And so Nabi Yusuf said to him, according to my understanding, Now Nabi Yusuf said to him, after listening to you, give me some time that I can take in, and I then speak to my Lord to guide me along with that. And so, Nabi Yusuf said to the first one, "It seems to me that you will get your freedom, and you will be serving wine to your Lord again. Meaning, uh, when when it comes to your position, you will uh, take your position back, and you will be you'll be uh, given the freedom to be able to to uh, um, to, to to work uh, in the palaces of your of your Lord. So." Nabi Yusuf gave this and Nabi Yusuf said to him, but remember one thing, I want you to realise that who is the Lord of the Universe? That that person who is in charge of you, he is only but in charge. You are the worker under him, do the work that you need to do, but see that you serve your Lord Allah. And Nabi Yusuf as a Nabi, in his position as that where he is in jail, uses his capacity To the extent where the other one tells him of what he sees in his dream, a a request of Nabi Yusuf to be able to interpret the dream for him, Nabi Yusuf says to him, "I see clear that you might not be coming back; that might be decreed for you, that be taken away." And Nabi Yusuf uses the opportunity to let him understand, "You have space to return back to Allah, for what has happened between you and the other person, or the your Lord, the person in charge of you." As a human being that has been part of whatever has life been But Allah has given you the opportunity to return turn back to Allah And to beg of Allah for forgiveness And to be able to be of that person who wants to walk on the righteous path Nabi Yusuf gave them all that and said to him But it seems that you, that, that, that it's been decreed that the king is going to offer you to be as The decision is that you're going to be dying And so it happened Nabi Yusuf then said to the one who Allah has granted the opportunity to live, please, if you do, go back to your Lord. Do not forget me in his presence. Meaning, speak about me, tell him who I am and what has happened. <inaudible> Shukran for that
0: Afwan, Sheikh, uh, you are in the program Madrasa on Air Developing Islam in Me. We break for answer. When we come back, we'll continue with the program. So do stay tuned for more.
3: Did you know that during the month of Ramadan, the South African National Zakat Fund provides more than 22,000 families in need with sustenance on the day of Eid through your support? However, have you ever considered what happens during the other 11 months? The reality is that thousands of South Africans go without food on a daily basis. Show compassion. Show your Shafakar. Make it your duty to support the Sanzaf Shafakar Initiative. By signing a monthly debit order, you are providing sustenance to those most in need. For more information, contact our fundraising office on 021-638-0965 or visit us at www.sanzaf.org.za. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Sanzaf changing lives through development and relief
0: arrive explore discover with legend tours relive the islamic history of andalusia on the plains of spain experience the soul of morocco from the bustling souks to the rugged atlas mountains discover istanbul with a cruise on the bosphorus one city two continents relax on the beaches of Phuket, enjoying the scenic sunset relish the wonders of dubai and abu dhabi for your next holiday call legend tours on 0217049140 or visit our website legendtours.co.za legend tours your preferred travel management company
2: It's the Borland Summer Festival 2017, brought to you by Broadway Hardware. And this year, we want you to be part of this amazing weekend. Book a stall at the festival to sell your goods, foods, toys, clothing, and almost anything under the hot Borland sun. Contact Shanaz on 081-592-8925 and secure your place at the biggest summer festival, the Borland Summer Festival 2017. Brought to you by Broadway Hardware. Do it.
3: At Van Gate Super Spa, we make your money stretch more. Get all your home essentials in store. Discover our delicatessen, halal butchery, bakery, and our new bean tree. Pop in at Van Gate Super Spa and get amazing specials like...
2: 2.25 liter Coca-Cola range at 11.99. 8.66 gram snack time at 49.99. 1 kilo choice assorted at 49.99. 2.5 kilo golden pride sugar at 32.99. 2 kilo all rice at 18.99. 99. Only at Van Gate Super Spa in Van Gate Mall. Valid until Sunday 12th March. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of Madrasa the
0: Madrasa on A. As-salamu wa Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to the program Madrasa on E, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along special guest in studio none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams And just before the break Sheikh was in our first segment Being Knowing My Lord And that was with regards to Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam. But for now the time is now 2.43 and this brings us to Our next topic Sheikh being I am a Muslim what is expected of me Sheikh Bismillah
1: um, Yes Alhamdulillah we happen to have Ended the, 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 the first segment uh, We will carry on Inshallah tomorrow with that portion That we were dealing with here are uh, we dealing now with the other one, the next segment, which is I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? And for yesterday, we d- we dealt with the salah and the prerequisites of salah, and we were most specifically dealing with the istinja. And in this istinja, we went to the aspect of the uh, uh, we looked at the hadith where we said that where the nabi sallallahu alaihi taught us how serious this matter of istinja are, and the the Further processes of the teaching of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for us when we enter into the toilets And How we need to be able to then Realize that when we enter the toilet We need to be able to make that du'a Seeking Allah's protection Against powers that is not in our hands Powers that's at play In the toilet areas or which, we, which I call the hazardous areas Areas that we harm Or with this negativity and we might not have the power to overcome them. And Allah wants to protect us, and Allah wished to protect us, so Allah asked of us to be able to make the Dua. And when we make the Dua, Allah will protect us against the wrath and the wrong and the negativities that can probably harm us and our offspring. May Allah protect all of us. And then we went into the other aspect, of the entering into the toilet, and we started off by having to take the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa by saying when we enter into the state, Besides the Dua that we're making, the Dua you make ahead of time, before you enter But where you enter, you enter with your left foot into it You enter... Now, um, I need to say, we cannot enter with our left foot in and leave our uh, our right foot outside We cannot do that That's not what is meant Because a youngster, when the teacher told the youngster You must enter the toilet with your left foot The youngster said, so what do I do with my right foot but leave it outside? So that's just a little The youngsters as They would probably think So obviously Alhamdulillah We don't leave our feet outside One of the feet outside You enter With both feet Starting with the left foot This is what the Nabi says The objective for the lesson That we need to get out of that is Our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa sallam Want us to be cognant At entering the toilet That when you enter a toilet Don't just rush into the toilet Walk in slowly, prepare your mind, make the Dua, go there, know what you're doing, and be cognizant, aware of yourself, and see how do you start, so that you start up with the negativity, you're going into a negative zone, and that can be harmful and destructive to you, so you need to be able to make the Dua ahead of time, you need to be aware of it, and you need to be aware of the fact that you're going to walk into that place, and you need to be aware of the fact that you're going to open or expose yourself. Right, so all this needs to happen in the mind, and thus, the Nabi says, you enter into it starting off with the left foot. Right, so when you are cognizant of what you're doing, aware of what you're doing, mentally alert to your actions, if you're doing all that, then surely you'll be able to enter with your left foot. Right, but if it is that you're just barging into getting into the toilet because you're getting into a toilet. And um, it just happens as it happens, or whatever, it comes, comes, or goes, goes. If that is the type of approach that you have, then you might walk in there with your right foot or your left foot. And this is not the advice of our Messenger Muhammad. His advice is to guide us to be able to be of those who are protected by Allah who does our duty of asking Allah and being Allah ahead of time and to do it appropriately so that maximum reward and value and quality can be done in our action that we're doing, right?
0: Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We're going to be breaking for ads now. When we come back, We'll continue, stay tuned
1: for
2: thorough preparation before your Hajj journey, deep spirituality, and soul searching during the fulfillment of your Hajj rights and a lifelong commitment to live thereby ever after. Look no further than Al Anwar Express. Depart on the 2nd of August, residing for 10 nights at Movenpick Peak Anwar Al Madina, followed by five nights at the brand new Swiss Hotel Al Maqam in Makkah, with group leaders throughout the trip from 32,650. And per person sharing, excluding airfare. Call us on 021-697-1272 or visit al Al-Jim, the Arabic way.
0: The Legal Café, led by veteran attorneys Iksan Higgins and Faisal Bardeen, is a community initiative which brings legal guidance and access to justice to the public. In association with the Market Deli, the cost of a 350 rand special meal will entitle you to a 30 minute session with a qualified legal professional. The cost of a meal will also assist other social initiatives of the Market Deli and Legal Cafe. We are situated in the Old Salt River Market next to the Market Deli. WhatsApp or SMS the Legal Cafe on 079 342 0391. The Legal Cafe. Hey, Boratty. Yeah,
2: ja, he. I see you picked up some weight, ne? Dikke eat fun. quality <laughs> meat. They say it's Fairfield Meat Center, Boratty. Uh, the uh, place let your uh, heart erase. Number 339 or call 21 When I see that place, I know that I'm at the right place. Fairfield Meat Center, put a smile back on your face.
0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh And welcome back to Madrasa on A, of course, uh, Developing Islam in me. We are about our second part of the program and that is I'm a Muslim, what is expected of me? So I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh with regards to continuing where Sheikh stopped Bismillah Sheikh
1: Shukran for that one, auntie, Alhamdulillah, before the break we were busy in the istinja. We, uh, we looked at the to R for entry. a stock came in with your left foot, and that is where we ended off there. We are now, so to say, really entering into the toilet mm-hmm. and going to use the toilet now. Um, I, I need I need to be able to hear. Ms. probably just allow us to understand that there happen to be more than one format format of toilets that we need to understand. Well, what, what do I mean by that? There's different forms of toilets out there. There's the one that you call the private toilet and the other one that you call the public toilet right. now in our day and time today if you and i speak about the private toilet we speak about the toilet in our house at home and if you and i speak about a public toilet it means somewhere in a public arena where in me more than one person can actually go and use your toilet a more public toilet a more private toilet would be when it is a toilet in your bedroom Where it's yours and yours alone, and you now and then only allow certain people to come in there, right? So that's your private toilet. A public toilet within the house would be that which you and the rest of the family are using, and if any neighbors or any friends or anybody comes here as a visitor to your house, then they have the right to use your toilet, which is publicly private. It's publicly private. Publicly private means it's the fact that there are people who's not to your own privacy, They also have the right, and you also allow them to use your toilet, right? So that's the one. And then you think of a toilet that's outside your house, in public arenas, as we've said, like at shopping centers and any of these places, or you go to a police station, and then there's a toilet there to use, or uh, you go to some place where you, for some reason or other, you're there spending time, and then because you are there, like, say, at the football field, then there's a public toilet, and those would be considered public toilets, right? So, we need to understand the difference between a public toilet and a private toilet because there's certain advice and to us by those things. In the time of the Nabi sallallahu Wasallam, there was known to be pri- uh, public toilets and private toilets. The difference between the two then is, they would be at what we have had in yesteryear's life, A person would have something like a a bowl or a a bucket or a basin or something that uh, can hold uh, fluids in there Um, and that would be put at a place that's covered and when you at night want to relieve yourself then that would be the place and that would be in your own privacy thing to say to your private your privacy also allowing you to be able to relieve yourself there, right? And that has happened in the time of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa wasam and the public toilet. That would be the private toilet, the public toilet would be everybody would use the public toilet. And the public toilet would be everybody would go away from home, away from where they're sleeping, there they go and relieve themselves Now, in the time of the Nabi sallallahu it'd be somewhere in the desert area, and you take a distance, a a walk away from everybody, where nobody can see you, and there you're going to leave where nobody can see you. Um, But then there's certain rules that they had those days when they allowed a person to use a toilet. So if you want to go and use a toilet, and you've walked a distance into no man's land, You see, you walk a distance into no man's land and there where you are, away from everybody, you take a a stick and you plant a stick. And you plant the stick somewhere and whenever anybody comes by and he sees a stick planted there, then he would make a sound, he or she would make a sound to know if there's somebody else somewhere sitting or leaving themselves in some direction. The stick would be the indication and then the person would go at the stick and stand at the stick and he makes he or she makes a sound. When they make the sound, the person in the toilet area or the person who is busy relieving themselves would give a response as a sound as not saying or speaking, giving a sound of the fact that he, I'm in this direction. <clears throat> that type of action. right But the person's not gonna speak. He gives a sound off to be able to allow the person to say. Okay, now if I want to relieve myself, I need to go into the other uh, the other direction from the stick, not to where I heard the sound came from. Because if I go to there, I'm going to get onto the person who's busy relieving himself. We understand. So that is what the understanding of the fact that they And then we have what we say. That that is what is known to be the the public toilet that is out there. Now the public toilet. Our uh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has told us how to use the public toilet. The first thing of the public toilet we are taught, that our uh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not uncover his body unless and until he was going down and sitting, in a sitting position and he would raise his clothing then where his body is as near to the ground as possible and not anybody or everybody could look into the person's private parts and this is what our has taught us, how we must be doing it right? so the first thing that we see the fact that we must be able to use the toilet in a manner that it is a sense of covering to the body it's not exposing my body so public toilets in what we're doing today where people are not in the toilet but in the middle of the street or the middle of the road in the middle of in, in, in public arenas he or she just do their thing in front of everybody that's in your mind that's in your mind as on mens luck as so as of my heel klaras dear. human beings don't do that mense what do not you can't do that not in public you shouldn't do that so you would consider that for a person who is probably insane or a person who's got no sense to his belief who's got no guidance and no direction he does what he wants to unconcern so yes he is very i don't know how to, to phrase it it's just very uncomfortable it's not your mind. It's on men's physique. Is he means nie? If something is your mind, it's done with human brains, with an intellect that, that pierces into you and say, think what you are doing, you can't just do it. So it doesn't befit a Muslim at all. Probably anybody else who has any other form of belief, there must probably know nothing wrong, but a Muslim never, ever, it's not possible for a Muslim ever to do that, right? So you as a Muslim, and me as a Muslim, your children as Muslim, my children as Muslim, Muslim your family as Muslim, and my family as Muslims. If we are Muslims, we need to remind them that that is on men's as l- the Because in true sense, no dog, no animals does it, just freely. They look around, they see how can they cover them, they, they leave you with some sense of decency. It doesn't befit a human being to be able to open up his private parts, and stand in public and just do the thing and careless to how he does it. Islam gives us the guidance of how to do these things, and our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who is our teacher, who is our role model, who is our guide, he says to us: It's not befitting for us as Muslims that we open up just anywhere in public. That we recognize that we want to use the toilet, or we need to set our minds proper, and we need to be able to do so properly. Appropriately, and one thing in Islam. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry <about> that. <coughs> Come off. Our oh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made it very clear that we, whenever we relieve ourselves, we sit low to the ground. We sit down, and we sit down low to the ground, and. If it's not a public toilet, if it's a private toilet that we're using at home or any of these things, we do not even stand there. And if you're using a public toilet in public public toilets like in the malls and these things, we're not supposed to stand there either. Standing was not the way we were taught to use the toilet. It is inhumane. It's on <laughs> gebruik because what is happening if you use the toilet standing you will dirty yourself. The 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 the, the, the dirt, the toxins that comes off the bud off of the body. Then splashes around everywhere, and it spits into every every direction. It goes into every. So you, you 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 become filthy and dirty, and your clothing becomes filthy and dirty. And even if you make salah off, some buying off namaz, it's all rejected. It cannot be accepted. And if you make vudu or whatever, it's not accepted, simply because. ...protect all of us so that we can be protected when we enter into the toilets, Inshallah.
3: inshaAllah.
0: Amin, mean, Inshallah, We are still in our second segment and that is I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue, Inshallah, Sheikh, Bismillah.
1: Bismillah <laughs> ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa-hda wa-salatu wa ala man la nabiya ba'ad. Rabbi syarah li sadri wa yassid li amri wa min lisani. Shukan for that one and the um, we were, just before the break, we were busy on the topic of Salah in the segment of I am a Muslim, what's expected of me, and we were busy on this, in this segment with a prerequisite for Salah, and we were busy that specifically dealing with the Istinja and and we we wanted to let us understand that the teenager was something that was taught to us by our beloved prophet sallallahu alaihi he says to us in the hadith i am the messenger of allah and as the messenger of allah i need to be able to be the one to guide you to show you to teach you to direct you to all positivities so if there is a negativity in your life if there is a negativity in your life you need to be able to realize the positivity from that negativity and abstain from the negativities see what is a positive in the matter and he, he said one of those things is it was my duty to even teach you how to use the toilet and how to relieve yourself so yes our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa whom we are all very proud of has been the one who has taught you and me the use of the toilet my parents and yours and so, yes, um, his advice to us that when we go to the toilet to recognize, we said that there is powers at play in the toilet, that powers can corrupt and destroy us, can harm us, can bring many pains and many serious sicknesses or harms in us, and can, can only allow us to, to open up the door to become much more vulnerable, destructive into the, the world of facade and haram so we need to take to the advice of this messenger muhammad and we need to see that we implement that in ourselves and we take the lessons of that as the elderly, to the younger generation or to the other generations, or especially those people who enter into this religion, knew that they need to get exposure that the way we were given the exposure, or given the exposure given to us by Allah and His Messenger, we need to be able to give them that exposure so that they can actually live within the same form of protection from Allah and His Rasul. May Allah grant all of us to be amongst those people, inshallah, who realize that. And we said that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us the dua, before entering into the toilet to say, Allahumma, O my Lord, O Allah, inni a'udhu bika al khubuth, I seek refuge by thee from the filth of shaitan." If there is powers which is much more powerful, And the words in the wal is Now the word hubuth and khubais we said Could refer to the gender That there is male and females But it could also refer to the extent Of corruption and destruction And negativity And harms that can befall All of us in our physical side Or in the spiritual side of our lives May Allah protect all of us And so this is the advice given to Aunabi by Aunabi that when he went to the toilet he applied it and he seeks refuge with all the powers and the strength and the might and the knowledge and the skills that he had. He still turned to Allah and he asked Allah and he showed us that we must do the same. So he's given us the best guidance of secret, which we're using the toilet because unfortunately there's something the scholars are saying to us. One of the reasons why the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa does this is because it is the only place where a Muslim expounds himself, his physical body. He, he lives up, he's, he's, he, he exposes his private parts, right? And now he exposes parts in imagine Shaitan is around, around. Imagine is around. Imagine what they can't do. They recognize you a human being. You've got certain qualities in you. There's certain emotions in you, and they arouse the negative emotions in you, and they expose you to negativities, and they grant you all that. So yes. Al- via the dua of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we seek refuge by Allah. The fact that we know we are going to open up ourselves, we're going to be exposed. But shaitan, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us, shaitan is everywhere. Now, under normal circumstances, shaitan is everywhere. But you are not going to expose yourself publicly everywhere. So there where you can expose yourself publicly, shaitan is also going to be there. And he might just abuse you. They're not realizing You're not realizing that he's going to abuse you And you react, accept those things to be norm the billah And he then invites you into negativities Into facade and all wrong things the billah So the need for us to make the dua Because the Nabi has or taught our children Or our families and make the dua ourselves So with that it can be a protection for us And for them Against the wrath and the wrong May Allah accept from all of us May Allah grant us to be of those whom Allah is going to pardon for any of our faults and errors or mistakes that we've made. And those people who really want to come back in repentance to Allah grant us to be amongst them. And those people who want to to march and to move on the Sirat al Mustaqim, may Allah grant us all, all of us of them, and that Allah grants us to be able to be of those people who strive to have lived Islam to the best of our abilities, and to be able to die and depart from this dunya, whilst Allah tell us satisfied with us, pardon us for our sins, and may us to be to walk on the Sirat al Mustaqim with having to depart with a kalimah shahada on our tongues. Ya Rab, Amin, 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 Ya Rab, Amin. And so all of us need that. So we see a short dua as such is so vital, so important, so in Im- because it is the protective processes. What is dua? Dua is admission to Allah that you the human being and I the human being that your parents and mine, that your children and mine are absolutely weak in the powers of Of Allah And the other other powers Allah has created We are absolutely weak And we've got nobody else to defend us except our trust in Allah. Allah That is Dua Inferiority to the self I am seeing myself very very weak Vulnerable Excessively weak Hasn't got no skill No ability to defend myself And I'm in total submission Calling for the help And begging To superiority of Allah and Allah Alam. The inferiority inferiority of the self, that ek erken, that ek beye, beye, beye swak is, and ek is te swak over myself, that I can help, and ek get the help, that ek glo, van hy, wat ad-dienig vir amul, and vir alles kan help, and ek trust, that Allah will vir my gaan help. Ya Rab, mag Allah die vir gind vir ons in all man, That we have our total trust in our Lord Allah, and that the du'a is that one of those du'as are taught to us by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I just want to add here an important reminder. Remember, whatever comes from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whatever comes from our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa comes directly from Allah ta'ala. So everything that comes from Muhammad Is directly from Allah Everything Everything that comes from Muhammad That is directly from Allah Which means it's Allah's deep concern that Allah Ta'ala has for us and has placed that on the tongue and the the, the, uh, exposure and expression of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to allow us to be taken by the hand to be uh, pulled away from the from the from the the, the dunya of fasad and haram and shaitan and the negative world and to be able to guide us along and to show us the beauty of the sirat al mustaqim and so yes in this dua we get all that may allah taala empower us and grant us khair and barakah inshallah that in this dua which seems to be in, in, in that's just before entering into the toilet now the moment you enter into the toilet, the advice of the Nabi sallallahu is You are now entering into a negative zone. You are now entering into a negative zone. So if you enter into a negative zone, please see that you use your left part of your body first. Mean you, you, you step in with your left foot first and you follow there off with the right foot. Because you're going into a negative zone. Remember, the toilet is a negative zone. Consider it a negative zone and see it a negative zone. I'm speaking negative because we, you and I, in today's life, we call this negative. It is a negative zone. See it as a hazardous, negative, corruptive, destructive zone that in actual fact is not a good zone. We don't wish to remain in that zone. We don't go and relax there in that zone. We don't go there to be able to sp- spend our time with ourselves because negativity will in. in- Enclose us will cover us will cover our brains will cover our hearts will cover. Our our souls will cover our everything our whole body will be negatively enforced then and In our action back in the world into the positive world that we need to come back into Negativity will override us and negativity will be the ones that will guide us so consider this as destructive hazardous harmful negative wrong Everything that is, the, everything that goes in the negative, not the positive, not the good, the absolute bad, the destruction, uh, that is what the toilet is all about. And our sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, go in there being cognant, being aware of the fact I'm going into there and I need to put my left foot first before I go in there.
0: And that then concludes with our topic, I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? We have concluded with our segment being, I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And now in this few minutes of time, we are now continuing on leadership in Islam and its progression. And Sheikh is going to be giving us a recap as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday. InshaAllah, Sheikh
1: Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi for our listeners out there, masha'Allah. And Yasmina Shukran for that one. Busy in the segment now, leadership in Islam. We are busy on the topic of communication, and through the process of communication, and lastly, we looked at the why for communication. We looked at sound communication and ill communication. We mentioned some of the verses at the ease and some of the ahadith. And we specifically went on to the sense of understanding that uh, communication wants us to be able to have a sense of uh, the, the leadership. Uh, communication wants us to have a sense of judgment or positive judgment and interpretations that's good and that's positive to people. May Allah grant khair and so to all of us, inshaAllah. In the last segment, we were speaking to you about a hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam where he described to us, um, in his words, where he said, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُولْ خَيْرُ أَوْ لِيَصْمُدْ Those of us who so ever believe in Allah and the last days, is the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam let such a person speak what is good or give of positive uh, messages, other than that, that that person remains silent, don't give off any messages, that's all. Subhanak. This is the advice of our Nabi sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, and we said, the scholars speaks to us about the tools that they there is, they said to us, in using those tools, you, become, you make meaningful of communication, and this hadith carries the fact that we need to make use of these tools. The words is, whosoever believes in Allah and the last day, whosoever believes that Allah Ta'ala is his Lord and he believes that Allah is gonna reward him Al Qiyamah then such a person must be able to consider the way he speaks which means before he uses his mouth he uses his intellect and he thinks uh, very much whether what he's gonna do that he should be able to do it positively and otherwise, if not, that he should abstain from that in the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this scholar says, to be able to do something positively, it is the height of impossibility, because man cannot, man cannot just do good things all the time. Shaitan is going to corrupt him, is going to offer him many ways. And so if he thinks well before he does something and ponders well, then he gives value to things because then he can actually remove the negativities or can remain silent on things which he should not otherwise unfortunately it might all come out negatively and the Nabi says and the scholars I mean, says that as much as you need to be able to be thinking very well using your common sense, using your brains let it become active if you use it positively, subhanak, la hawla wa la illa billah, you'll be able to say righteous things. But in the same way, if you use it positively, if we use our brains positively, effectively, and then, subhanak, you'll be able to know when to remain silent or when to abstain from certain things. May Allah open the path for all of us, right? So we see the hadith telling us how do we need to go about and the advice of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that when a person wished to be able to open his mouth, wish to be able to speak. May Allah grant us of that, of, the, of those people. Um, allow me, there's a few other hadith that I want to share with you. you know, we've mentioned certain ayah to us yesterday. Or the few days before um, Allow me that Allah says to us In surah number 55 Verse 18 That when you and I Ever want to leave a message Or we want to set an impression Or give a uh, response Or a message to somebody Verbal and or other Then there is two angels On the sides of us and these angels, the one of them records the positive and the other one records the negative. Ya la hawla wa la illa billah. So again it shows to us that when you and I want to speak or want to give a message, we need to be considerate as to the way we go about it. And we need to see whether we are using the tools at hand. And we said the tools at hand is first and foremost the brain, Prior to using the tongue, and then after that, you've you've used the brain, you use the tongue, or you don't use the tongue, which means you remain silent, but you've used the brain, and because of the use of the brain, the power lies in in the message that you give, and or your your silence is powerful. You know, the illa billah The scholars goes further in the tools by saying to us, in communication. very vital and important tool that needs to be seen that is part of us and I think I uh, want to use the one first before I get to this this one that that tool the tool of using the brain is a very 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 important tool to use because like we say many a time people had an altercation or they had difference of opinion or speaking to one another or brought the difference Right? And the one says to himself at the end of the day, if only I thought. As ek gedanket. A common statement found almost everywhere in our life today, on all levels of life. It has happened for many years prior, it's still happening today, and I believe it's still going to happen in the future, where man seems to not realize the need, the serious need, of having to activate the mind, so that the mind can give a vital message to himself first, and help him to be able to structure the message that he or she needs to give over to others. Right and also to help him or her to be able to know when and how to be able to remain silent, to keep quiet as a The other tool that's a vital, important tool, and this is a tool in communication, it is the tool of making value of the ears. with value valuable words. The scholars are saying, please don't make your brains, your intellect, and your ears as ornaments to the side of your face. Meaning, don't let it only be there, I do naqsi. I did job Allah to I did job to do. In all, it's a form of job, right? If you have eyes and you use your eyes to look at wrongful places, then your eyes is going to speak against you. If you are having ears and your ears supposed to listen, and you didn't even hear believe leave alone listening you didn't even hear what people say and you respond and Allah's going to give you responsible for the fact that you Allah gave you ears but you didn't even listen you didn't even hear people speaking you didn't even hear the message how could you listen them to the message we have ears it's meant to hear but it's more meant more to listen than to hear. It, it, because our ears hear a lot of things. A billion and one things whilst at times I don't even listen to the, those. But it hears all the sounds. It picks up all the sounds and stores it into the brain. All the sounds that passed made by my by, by, Right? All the sounds. It hears it. But you and I need to be able to to channel the ears. The effect of the ear is to be able to listen to certain things. To listen, not to hear. Because amma was were. Goeie dinge and slechte dinge right? We hear many things. But we can balance it or tune it to be able to listen to positive things. And to abstain, to remain, to refrain. And keep away from listening to the negative things. Makh Allah for us right? So yes, There's a world out there who offer our families and our children so many things to listen to. And if the ears listen to positivity and listens attentively and gives the respect to the ear of hearing and listening, then our response to others will be more meaningful and more good. (coughs) Sorry, would be meaningful and would be good in the way we actually listen to one another. And and this process of listening is something that we must nurture ourselves and nurture our offspring, our children, and our dear ones and beloved ones, that they all grow with a sense of listening to one another. Oh, Bayakir, How many a times, isn't it? That when somebody says something to somebody, the number one speaks to number two, number one says something, Number one has not completed what he wants to say, which means number two did not listen. Heard, he heard him speaking and was quick to respond to that because he did not listen listening was not if you were listening attentively a listener is somebody who don't barge in a listener would not give his response until he's absolutely sure as a listener that the the first one has given his full message and if he's not sure whether the message is completed he the listener would say are you completed is that what you wanted to say, or almost would repeat to know for sure that did I understand the message right? And he would le- want to listen. He, as a repeat, to l- allow the number one to be able to tell him whether that is it yes or no. And if, as a listener, if he found that there was a that was a, there was an agreement that that was what he said, he would then think before he responded, as a listener to then give a positive response but if he's not a listener if he does not give his ears the huck of listening which is the most important job of the ears which Allah has created for to listen to listen the scholar says to us we have one tongue and we need to listen twice the amount of time than being ready to be able to respond and to speak. And we're so good, so good, we are absolutely good at it, when somebody says something, I'm not prepared to think, I cannot think, I'm now just responding and I say my say, and I say what i say to later I say, if only I heard, or if only I listened. Ya Rab, this has been given to us by Allah as a means of communication so that positivity can come to, to us. And thus Allah says, when you use sound communication, and sound communication is that the ears is effective, its job is doing 100%, it's listening attentively, it doesn't barge in, it doesn't send an answer, it tells you to remain silent, and and that is such an important fact now these tools people are tools given to us by Allah and Allah has made these tools they are very vibrant they are on what we call maximum when Allah has created two with us right? we either honor these tools and give them the the beauty that they deserve and or we abuse them through life we treat them with no respect and later on in life it becomes a second nature That this is how we always deal with it And that is right Even if it's absolutely wrong Even if it's against Islam Even if it's against the message of Allah and his Rasul Even if it is un-Islamic Even if it's the path of Shaitan Then it becomes second nature in us Because we allowed it to become part of us We're not prepared to take it into the path that comes from Allah So the process of sound communication Which we are dealing with in communication a part of that is to see that we consider the use of our tongue, we consider the use of our brain and giving it its value, that the intellect must be able to always sift the processes out of what and why are we going to give certain messages, and our ears must be able to be vibrant and paying the process of not hearing but listening to the messages, before we are ready to respond, to want to speak to somebody else. And sometimes this happens so quick in our life, in, in people's relationships, that the one who is uh, still not ready to speak, is that listening? Um, people, it's not good. It's not Islamically healthy. It's not from Allah. It's not from his Rasul that he ever, 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 when somebody spoke, he barged in. We have the love for barging in. We love in barging in. We don't listen to one another. We don't give one another that gap, that space, that honor, to listen to that person. But you and me, don't we want to be listened to? So if you and me want to be listened to what we are saying, don't you think it's also right that when others are doing a talk or talking or giving a message that you and I need to listen before we respond? And this is such an important very important remember what the Nabi sallallahu, what Allah says in the Quran Allah says, If you can apply sound communication, and the objective of sound communication is to see that your tongue must be preserved. Your tongue, the way you handle your tongue is important. And you also use your ears appropriately, and you use your brain and your heart and your intellect the same way, and you use all of them accordingly, then you are establishing sound communication, and the result of sound communication is, says Allah, things will become righteous in our life. Which means the negativities, the harms, the façade, the the shaitan, satanic processes, they will be all discarded and things will become automatically righteous because we are now taking to the advice of Allah and His Messenger. May Allah grant us to be of those people. right, And that we actually move to, great, to grow with the greater levels of those tools which comes from Allah and give quality to those tools, insha'Allah. And we make meaning through the process of having to see that that tool becomes part of the people.
0: Okay. Thank so much for that. We are in our final segment being leadership in Islam and its progression. We are including for the program adrasa on a developing Islam in me and that was the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Now Sheikh, we have been speaking about in our last segment leadership in Islam as well as progression and she has she has been looking at listening and the sound communication. Now, just before I hand over to Sheikh here, is something that came through on our WhatsApp number. It says Assalamualaikum, I have a situation with my husband whenever I tell him something or give advice he ignores what I say the moment his sister or friend says the same thing I said he raves at the good advice it's so hurtful and all I say in my mind is that I told you so
1: I like the comment made by the sister May allah grant I think it's very pertinent that we all try to understand what happens to us in life right now at times I try to speak to people, right? And I like to give advice to others. Advice is something that we need to live or by, right? Not hasteful to be able to give advice only, but le- equally ready to be able to listen to advice. So don't let others, us only give advice to others, but let us be ready to take the advice of others. And similarly in the advice of our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He says that when I do something to somebody as a Muslim brother of mine And he or she doesn't do it in a similar way to me He does it most probably not, Then let us find an excuse for him or for her And the one excuse we probably can find most probably it is that When I gave the advice I'm not that the status of the other person, so I must most probably my advice is not equal. But uh, really, I tried my best and was probably didn't touch that person the same way, alhamdulillah. But I've tried what I did, right? On the contrary, it's also good to be able to find an excuse for the person. He might just accept my advice, but because it was given to him or her in a manner that was not. Uh, conducive to them for that moment or or they are are too too shy to be able to admit up to the fact that what you said is the truth then they'd rather keep quiet accept the fact that their silence is more meaningful because if he was not going to be happy with your advice he might have just responded otherwise so don't feel bad just accept the fact that It wasn't meant for me to be able to come to you. He might have just accepted, but he did not acknowledge the fact. Right? His silence, his very silence that he did not respond to you otherwise, is a form of showing that there is a sense of acceptance. So accept the fact that even his silence that he is, when you and I give advice, that when they don't respond, that is a positive thing, that they don't respond. If he was not happy with what you did, then he must probably would have said something other. For if he would have said something other, you might have just felt bad, and it might have landed up with something other. So. Be ready to say to yourself, Alhamdulillah, at least I still a play There was something, but مسكين فستانين فميني مسكين ولني اتمتني مسكين so many maybes says the Nabi sallallahu wasallam, And fine says the Nabi, for 70 good reasons that you say to yourself that he could have That you don't understand Oh, Nabi says that Aul Nabi says that when the person reacts in a way different you, you, for that matter, you have an appointment with him And he needs to be there at a certain place at a certain time And you are there and he is not there The Nabi says, find some 70, up to 70 No, find 7 excuses, says the Nabi wasallam For your Muslim brother The Nabi says 7 And the Sahaba says, Ya Rasulullah You say to us 7, we will find for the Muslim brother Up to 70 different excuses so that we don't blame them for them, that no. I'm not saying you're blaming here, yeah. I'm saying if you do not mind this is how we feel, it's our heart that that is expressing our emotion, saying when I gave the advice or when I said the same message, it didn't go through to you but there might be even positive reasons, so let me look at it as as, as reasons that it's, it didn't open up enmity, we didn't fight here I didn't create a war, it didn't create a, a argument and fighting here I said something and he left it. Most probably when his sisters and brothers are saying it, he says, MashaAllah, shukran for the advice. Um, because it's then, you see, the relationship is also is between husband and wife. It's, it's not always that easy to give and take advice as when it comes to foreigners. When the foreigners or anybody else in the broader family or people, they speak now, see, it's mashaAllah, shukran for the advice. Amali. But they must probably don't say that's so easy to their partner. Even though it would be recommended if we can admit or we can uh, um, encourage the fact, shukan for advice. But as we said, the, ad- the words of Allah in the Holy Quran is a means of that we must be able to give advice on a continuous basis. And giving advice, the words Allah uses, Allah says to us, in a hadith, nasiha, this deen is all about giving advice. It's all about giving advice from time to time. But if it is giving advice, that means ready to be able to listen to advice and ready to be able to share advice, right? Not only to be on the one side I will advice, he advice. Start to worry for me as eka and advice Frau, how many times is my breast open to listen to when it comes in That my breast is ready to enhance that And live by the standard of what the advice was given it's Because all of us is in need of advice And it's not recommended that some of us must only be giving advice And others must be able to keep quiet It's not good the person who is the receiver of advice must also be the person who gives of advice. The person who wants to be, the person giving advice, must be ready first. As inna ge anders advice na a advice in than the advice, for all No, I, I, I'm not, I'm not fighting you please, I told you people before, I love all of us for the sake of Allah. But I want us to understand, it's all about having to be open. Don't just look at it with one thing. Oh, Nabi has given us guidance by saying to us, that when I give advice and they don't respond to me, say, Alhamdulillah, Allah talakkan, had guidance, the khivaya, iman anas. So the person has taken it. Alhamdulillah, that's important. And most probably, he did take to my advice, and responded to me by silence because if he did not remain silent then mag hy miskin iets geseer het dat het opgeflare of hy die ding het mekaar gegaan en dat het miskin nog weer hoge gecreate by ice, right? So, many a times that it's not as easy just to say "I het niks, hy het let us look at it very openly and say alhamdulillah um, my partner don't always treat it the way I think it must be done but may Allah grant us khair, because yes, at least there is a sense that we understand what we're dealing with one another.
0: Beautiful city by Sheikh Ibrahim, A a program, Madrasa on E, Developing Islam, in We are in our last few minutes of the program, and I'm not going to be saying any much. I'll hand straight over to Sheikh to continue. We, Sheikh, stopped last. Bismillah, Sheikh.
1: Shukran for that one too. Yes, Yasmina. Alhamdulillah. Um, we we were just before the break was speaking about a, a question that somebody asked and uh, wanting to listen, understand that the need to balance out things in our life is extremely important. Now, I mentioned to us a hadith prior, and in that hadith, Allah tell the Nabi sallallahu alaihi says to us, Our din is all about giving advice, and in one riwayah the Nabi sallallahu when he said these words, some Sahabi retaliated it- 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 or spoke back to the Nabi said, asked the question further. When the Nabi says, Ad al- Nasiha, the Sahabi said, قُلْ لِمَنْ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ We said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, when you see this din is about Nasiha, for who is the Nasiha? Or, for who is it to be able to give Nasiha? The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa responded by saying, Lillah, it calls for Allah to give nasiha, Rasulihi and his messenger, Wali Kitabihi and his book, the Quran, will be able to give it to him, and the leaders of the Muslim ummah, وَعَامَّتِهِمْ but also for the ordinary people. So, the question was asked, who is the one that needs to give nasiha? And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has shown to us, in what sequence the extent must happen of nasiha or which then instead of having to say who must give nasiha who must all listen to the nasiha and from whom must they listen to the nasiha too? so all of us must be able to listen to nasiha and the nasiha needs to come from Allah or from his messenger or the book of Allah or the of the leaders of the Muslim ummah the a'immat al-muslimin or the or the ordinary people amongst the ummah so it wanted to say it, that all of us need to be ready to listen to advice but all of us also must be able to be in this need to be able to share and to give advice, right? May Allah open the path for all of us inshaAllah. Allow me that, that there is another hadith that I want to add here to allow us to understand the extent of how we must be able to deal with things in life. In the words of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he says to us, مَنْ رَآٰ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ If for that matter any of you see a wrong or an injustice, injustice or a negative thing or something that's not good, let him strive to bring change to that. Let him strive to be able to bring change to that. Let him not accept it as it is. Let him do something to the matter. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after having to mention that, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us the advice of the method that we must use. And what he says is, فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ بِيَّدِي Let him first try to use his hand in bringing change. And the word hand here doesn't really refer to the hand, but refers to the person who in actual fact has the power that he can use because the hand is used for the power that he has which means let him be in a state of power to be able to bring about change now if you see something wrong happening in public do you always have the right to bring change we don't always have the right to bring change but the Nabi says don't be satisfied with it See that you, the Nabi Muhammad SAW wants us to understand As Muslims, we cannot remain silent We cannot leave the situation as is We must deal with the opposite of that Because if it's something negative, it becomes norm in society If it's something negative and we remain silent of it It is accepted in the younger generation It is accepted amongst others It becomes norm in their lives Because we remain silent But the Nabi says If you can bring change, use the ability of power that you have. Those who have the ability to bring change, who have the power to bring change, let them bring the change. Example, if you are a dad, and in your position as a dad, you have the power, the power in your hand to be able to stop the wrong from being done. Your silence is devastating, is corruption, is destruction Your silence can bring harm Your silence can take you into the fire of Jahannam That is how dangerous it is That if you see a wrong And you just allow it to be able to carry on, right? May Allah open the path for all of us Um, Time is of the essence in the life of all of us And as the time goes on the radio we need to be able to, I've just opened up a hadith, I would like to come back to this hadith, with some other hadith and ayat of Allah On the issue of sound communication, we make, we come to the end when we ask that we remind one another We've ended this, this uh, segment here inshallah And we ask Allah to put Barakah into our actions and our things that we're doing And grant Allah to, grow, to grant us to grow and develop as the leaders of Islam we will now go to the level of reminding ourselves of our excursion that's taking place on the 26th, and hope everybody is going to be part of this excursion, inshallah, and the fact that on the 11th of this month, we're having our next, which is this weekend, inshallah, we're having our next uh, workshop. I hope everybody is going to be there. Um, We'd like to invite all of you. It's in um, the masjid in uh, the area called uh,
0: Al-Fati Siraba <theyvocatory> I'm sorry <I'm>, <laughs>
1: Shukran for that one Shukran for that one And and then I would want to say to us May Allah grant khairan barakah Let us make to our collectively And ask Allah to put barakah into the things that we've done A'udhu billahi minash shaitaan al-rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wal-asr Innal insana lafee husr إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواسب الحق وتواسب صبر وصلى الله على سيدنا وملنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه بارك وسلم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك والحمد لله رب العالمين and shukran, Jazakumullah khair for everybody out there.
0: Shukran, so much for tuning in, as well as everyone sending through their comments and the questions. Really do appreciate it. So, from myself, Yasmina Peterson, along with the producers, Rina Talib, as well as on technical duties, Faldi Fandalili. We bid you Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. we we'll back tomorrow, inshallah.